Yo, welcome to Lights, Cameras, Blokes. We're a movie and general talk podcast, and I am Sean Culligan, along with Ned Colin, my co-host. And today we are talking about the 2003 action comedy film, The Medallion, starring Jackie Chan. This movie is one of my personal childhood favorites, and today we're watching it to see if it holds up. So without further ado, let's get into it. Sean, how you doing today, man? Man, I'm I'm a million bucks, dude. I'm a million bucks, Ned. I uh, I gotta say, man, I'm still riding the high off uh, off your cyberpunk story. That's on YouTube now. If you want to plug our YouTube, man. Uh, hey, lights, cameras, blokes on YouTube. If you search Johnny Nedmonic, yeah, uh, it will give you a. Did you mean Johnny Newmonic? And you say no. I do not mean Johnny Newmonic. I mean Johnny Nedmonic. And then you'll see it, oh, it has dude. like three views right now. Dude, imagine Keanu Reeves going on a little bit of an egotistical power trip, types in Johnny Newmonic, but he's had a few drinks. I hear I hear he likes the, you know, I won't say anything on air officially, but I do hear the man likes drink. Uh, it's not true. Uh, but he mistypes it. He's, he's sloppy. He goes Johnny Nedmonic. Holy shit. Yep. yep. Holy shit. And he's then, watching your story. Jeez. I would be honored. This this is more engaging than what I was going to open the episode with. I was going to open with that uh, I worry that our audience, you know, we're not skewing across the board. Uh, what what kind of a what kind of broad appeal do we have, Sean? So I thought I'd bring in some like I thought edgy impression comedy. Okay. Okay. Bring okay. in the con- yeah. you know bring in the conservative crowd. You know. Yeah. Everyone likes to oh. laugh, and that's yeah. That's what should bring us together. So here's my impression, okay, of a Chinaman mm-hmm. who... I see the worry in your eyes, Sean. Uh, of a uh. Chinaman who's gone to see the film The Medallion. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I like Jackie Chan, you know. I like... He's, he's always entertaining. Uh, and now here's an American who went to see it. Why, well, darn it, I just saw that Jackie Chan get me an apple pie and my shotgun. I love my country. And now here's some self-deprecating an Englishman saw Jackie Chan. I moved to England back in 63, but my God, I'm still an American at heart. I was going to do English, but I I veered back to American. Uh, Welcome to Lights, Cameras, Blokes. Uh, How are you doing, Sean? Are you offended? Dude, I, I'm I'm good. I'm 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 not offended. It was spot on. That's how I sounded when I, uh, when I watched it. So <laughs> I can I was like, what did Sean say when he watched it? And then I I channeled that. It was Perfect. sick. Sick. Uh, I've given away a bit what we're talking about today. We're going, you know, we're dipping our toes back into uh, Jackie Chan. Uh, better way to phrase that, probably, but. Uh, Let's let's just catch up, you know, Sean. What have you been watching? What have you been uh, doing? What have you been up to? Man, I I've been getting back into this William Gibson novel, The Neuromancer. We we referenced it slightly on the the Johnny Mnemonic episode, but I've been reading more of it, and man, I I love it. It's it's a great great book. Um, mm. 
still halfway through. I'm a very slow reader, but that's okay. And then I I just was served an ad for a video game called Backbone that comes out uh, this June, and man, it looks it looks right up my alley. I've I've told you about it already, but uh, if you if you have an internet connection, go check it out. Backbone. It's about a raccoon who's a noir detective. Um, it looks like a side scroller kind of deal. Looks awesome. How about that you? Just looks sick. You, that what? just looks sick. I'll warn you though, Sean. I've tried the preemptive recommendation. Like, oh, I've heard of this. Uh-oh. It looks good. I did it with uh, Yasuke, and I I've recently finished oh. Yasuke, and I was a little lukewarm on it. Uh, mm. I uh, how's the music in it? Music sick. The the Flying Lotus soundtrack that's yeah that's a wreck that's you know go go slap that on that's good stuff but uh, it was all right it was fine you know but uh, otherwise inspired by uh, Sean's short story which you should definitely go check out if you haven't it's at the end of our last episode not our the Johnny Mnemonic episode I don't know if that was our last one yeah uh, two episodes and it's it's on our YouTube channel but inspired by it I. D- I've kind of given away your story if I say this now, but I bought a I bought a Gundam. Is uh, I went and I bought a Master yes! Grade Gundam. I'm looking at it Dude. now. It's it's a beauty, and uh, I'm going to be making should, that. Should we should we tease now that we're going to make a a Twitch? Because I feel like it has to be it has to be done on Twitch now. You what may make my Gundam on Twitch? Uh, I would say yes, but I'm not like. I'm I'm here. I'm in London at the moment. I'm on my laptop. I I wouldn't be able to film it very easily. That's true. Sean, you've That's got true. the you've got the Gundam set up, so I might make this one offline. But uh, I'll make should, the one on. Okay. If you do end up checking out the lights, cameras, blokes, Twitch down the line, I promise you a Sean C Gundam build. There will be a Ned C, no relation Gundam build. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be great. Hell yeah. Dude, what if we were related? I just realized Ned C and Sean C, one's got a British accent, one's got an American accent. Which one's which? Incredible. Who's who? Which one's which? What's your accent? Because I'm, I like British tea and crumpets. See? And I've got the the British accent, and then you go. Sean, um... I found that very like not okay to be honest. Can we can we not do that, Sean? Not on this podcast, please. It's a little higher brow than that, you know. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) this is yeah. This is off to a good start. Uh, This is great. This is great. We yeah. (laughs) Fuck. So I I don't know. Maybe we could just get into it. Uh, We're we're talking about the two thousand three Jackie Chan movie. The medallion today, aren't we? Back, back to the roots. Back, back to the roots. The roots, are dude. Episode two, episode two. Yeah, dude. Beat Takeshi was in the. It was in Johnny Mnemonic, and now we're doing Jackie yeah. Chan. we wait. It's like we're. Re- dude, Whoa, dude. Just, uh, just blew our minds. Wow. But um, I thought we could start off, Sean, with a little game I put together. Okay. We're talking about the medallion, so I thought we'd play a game. Yeah called the medallion trailer or the youtube video here's the truth about marriage from lee evans uh <laughs> that's what the game is called it's not it's not comprehensive but the gist is that i've taken comments from the trailer of the medallion 
and I've taken comments from the YouTube video, Here's the Truth About Marriage, from Lee Evans, from one of his UK stand-up tours. Lee Evans, a pretty prominent okay. stand-up comedian here in the UK, but he's also in the medallion. So you've got to tell me Great. what's what. I will say, Sean, I've slipped in a little bit of a trick one in here that may be from okay. neither. Okay. And if you can call that one out and even guess where I've maybe pulled that comment, you it's a million points. Uh, you need a million and one points to win the game. So, Medallion or Lee Evans? <clears throat> Here's the first comment. Okay, okay. God, right. I love Lee Evans. Ooh. Okay, you know what? I'm going to start with in neither. It's in neither. You think I threw the trick question in first? I think you threw the trick. Yeah. That was the medallion. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't you just love Lee? That's in the Lee Evans uh, YouTube video. That's Lee Evans. Excellent. Nice. Okay. Uh, love Lee Evans. Best comedian ever. That's the fake one. That's the fake one. Sean, you're, you're too, I threw you off too much with this conspiratorial <laughs> fake one. No, that was Lee Evans. Um, uh, not his best, but I love Lee Evans. <laughs> the medallion. That's the, that's the medallion, yes. Uh, <laughs> Lee Evans is the most funniest man. I haven't laughed so much. He's a genius. Um, that's Lee Evans. That's the, Lee Evans. You're getting Mary, it now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This okay. comment's just yeah, and then a smiley face <laughs> emoji. Um, that is the medallion. Are you sure, Sean? Could be the trick one. I think it's the medallion. It's the medallion. It's the med you know why I knew that? Yeah. Because I left that comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it had your cadence. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then uh, this is the final one. Uh, the boss baby is so cute waiting for the movie. This is the trick one, Sean. That was from... Uh, Damn, I was going to say Lee Evans. It is the boss baby trailer. Uh, you, can't, you really <laughs> fucked yourself with me. I, I was trying to bamboozle you every two seconds, but uh, uh. it's all good. It's all good. Uh, that was the game. Maybe you played along at home. Maybe you didn't. I, I really couldn't care less. Let's jump into the medallion, man. Do you want to Do you want to start? You're our kind of in-house Jackie Chan expert. Yeah, let's let's do this. Let me uh, break it down for you. This this incredible two thousands movie. We start off in Hong Kong. Eddie Yang, played by Jackie Chan, is a Hong Kong police officer who, in partnership with Interpol, and this dorky police officer Arthur Watson, played by Lee Evans, is tracking the, oh, this man, evil guy. Love, love Lee Evans, best comedian ever. Wonderful, you know. Yeah, smiley face. Uh, he's <laughs> tracking this evil dude named Snakehead. This dude, Snakehead, learns of a boy from this ancient text that a boy is chosen every thousand years and he has a medallion or he acquires a medallion that grants him superpowers and eternal life or the, the medallion can give these powers to, to people. Snakehead finds the boy named Jai? 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 J-A-I, Jai. Let's go Jai. I've just called him and in my notes. I've called him the child, like he's the child or something. <laughs> so Snakehead finds the boy, the mm. child, and tries to capture him but fails. Eddie Eddie Yang and Interpol raid the, this compound, and Snakehead runs off with his goon. Later, Snakehead su successfully kidnaps Jai 
on a, a boat. I don't know how they got to the boat, and I don't know why the child was on the boat, but they he successfully kidnaps the boy and escapes to Dublin. Eddie Yang is sent to Dublin to help in an investigation to find the boy, and he reunites with Arthur as well as his Interpol agent ex-girlfriend, former girlfriend, potentially still girlfriend, Nicole James. And from there on, the team of three go and search for Snakehead, Jai, and the Medallion. Get into all sorts of shenanigans. But, yeah, that's the gist of the movie. Well, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I don't want to spoil anything from here on out. Because I think there is kind of like the first act of this movie. Then there's a little middle section. But it's also still kind of spoilery. spoilery, If we... (laughs) It's a sp- dude. Don't I, cut any I, of that. That stays in. Yeah. yeah, it's about you know. There's a mystic medallion. There's Snakehead who wants the medallion because it will grant him immortality and godlike powers. And there's Jackie Chan trying to save this kid. And that's what you've got to know. I I that's it's it's um uh, Sean. <laughs> it's it's tough because I'd say that. The first hour of this movie, there's not too much happens. And then in the yes. last 30 minutes is what I'd describe as the movie if I was trying to pitch it to someone. But I think you're worried about spoilers. Yes, yes. So should we should we just go into Can we get into it? Or do you yeah, let, recommend let, it or not recommend it? Let's do it? a recommend. Yeah, let's do that. And I like this because I'm a big Jackie Chan fan. Mm -hmm. This movie I have seen before. This was one of those movies that was in our DVD drawer back home, and we'd always throw it on. So there's some nostalgia there, and I wanted to watch it again to see if it held up or if it was something that when I was growing up, it was just one of those movies that you just always watch. Where'd Um, you come down? You know, I think I come down on if you're going to only watch a handful of Jackie Chan movies – you can pass on this one. It kind of hurts me to say it because I like this movie a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think seeing it now, you don't need to see this as a, you know, yeah. as your your foray into Jackie Chan films. I'm sorry I made you watch this, Ned. But it's still, you know, it's fun. It's definitely something if it's on in the back. You know, most people don't don't channel surf anymore. But this is one of those movies. If it was on, I'd throw it on. Just let it play out. Yep. Nice little background. It's Jackie Chan doing his thing. I do think there's some little background to this. the The film was like rewritten fully because there was this like situation with the script. the The script was either plagiarized or they had taken big chunks of the script from another play slash movie. So they the brought in like say. a whole new, yeah, a whole new team mm-hmm. or a whole new writing staff to kind of like redo this movie and then they reshot it. I think even after the first cut of the film, they just, they're like, okay, we need to redo this. So I think that like that definitely affects the movie and the performance. Yeah. Not as much Jackie Chan fighting. Like when you watch a Jackie Chan film, you're probably expecting, you know, a good 15, 20 minutes of Jackie Chan doing stunts. And this, this film, it like, there isn't that much of Jackie Chan this, doing this is his the stuff. first Jackie Chan movie to use special effects with his stunt work to have like right, special right. effects and stunts. They, uh, and it, and that that part like I'm kind of like it shows right you you know okay they you know they're floating a lot more I mean they they've 
in Jackie Chan films, they've always used wires. So there's, um, that's not the special effects they're referring to, I believe. Yeah, no. But we're talking about like you know um, the the super speed, effects, yeah, super yeah, speed, yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of post editing stuff that's fine uh, and can work in movies and yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, I I I t- and those reshoots you mentioned, I'd say, are very apparent. You will notice them. You will notice scenes that just kind of come along to kind of try and explain things that are going to happen down the line. And Jackie Chan mm-hmm. is wearing a pretty ridiculous wig uh, in these reshoots. Uh, you'll notice them. I can see why a child would love this film. Totally get it. Yep. It, this movie. This movie blows. <laughs> <laughs> this movie. This movie. Uh, it's I. I liked it. I found it entertaining. I didn't find it good. I will get when we get into the scorings. I think my number is going to be pretty considerably Much lower. lower. Than whatever Sean is going to say. If Sean is recommending it as a kind of background watch, I'm saying just skip it. Don't you know? <laughs> I, I okay. do not recommend okay. uh, Jackie Chan's The Battalion. I'm very sorry, Mr. Chan. I did love Who Am I. And I'm excited who to watch I the rest so of your your uh, catalog, but but compared to Who Am I, this fell flat. And I'll say there are a lot of elements from Who Am I that carry on to you know I think Jackie Chan as a performer is still great. All the things we said in the Who Am I episode, a lot yep. of them still apply. Jackie Chan's an extremely charming, talented guy. Like his his expressions and his comedic timing mid fight scenes is great. There's just not very much of it here. Yeah, um, yeah. This isn't spoilery, but I'll say um, you have Lee Evans. You know, Lee Evans is the most funniest man. I haven't laughed so much. He's a genius. But I will say he doesn't work in this film. He's a comedic foil to Jackie Chan, who is already comedic. Comedic, right? Right. So you don't need another. What you but, need, well, what you well, need for a comedy is you need a you need a straight man for Jackie Chan to play off. You needed his Interpol partner to be a super serious guy, so Jackie Chan can be silly and they I, bounce off. I will offer one rebuttal. Yeah, yeah go. Rush go Hour on. works though, and that's because Rush Jackie Chan right. doesn't really play like a, he he plays it humorous. But Chris Tucker's just so much more over the top that Jackie well, Chan almost becomes a... Chris yeah. Tucker and Jackie Chan feel like very different comics who work very well with one another. Lee Evans mm-hmm. feels like he's trying to do a bit of a Jackie Chan thing where he's trying to be very expressive and silly with the expressions and everything, but he kind of overcooks it. And yeah. he's trying too much to do a Jackie thing while Jackie is doing a Jackie thing. And it's all a bit like... they, they Yeah. There's no... There's no, like, friction. There's no, like, them Mm -hmm. playing really off one another, really. Like, you're told they don't like each other very much, but that's, like... It it just doesn't work for me. The the pairing doesn't work for me. And I'm not a huge Lee Evans fan, but that's not to say you couldn't have brought me round. And a lot of that character stuff is done in montage, which I don't love. Like, yeah, this this movie just didn't have enough of the good stuff for me. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. um, No, you're right, you're right. That's my point. Um, we can talk about the spoilers. Yeah, uh, let's talk about spoilers. I, I pulled, because I, I had a feeling this was where it was going to go. I pulled three <laughs> reviews from three different newspapers. You did. <laughs> so I have something to say about one of them, but go. In yep. fact, if you want to close with Roger Ebert. New York Daily. Ed, Roger Ebert. Okay. If you want to close, close with Roger Ebert, 
he's the one I have something to say about. <laughs> uh, go, got it. Please. Got it. Continue. So we'll start with the best. The mm. best is from Mick LaSalle from the San Francisco Chronicle. The best of Jackie Chan's American movies. A pleasant little action comedy no that way. makes one wonder how other filmmakers could ever get it wrong. This came out after Rush Hour, so I don't know how he could yep. say the best. Politely, I, absolutely not. Who's it's, the Chronicle? It, this is the, why that. This is why what happened happened. You know, like <laughs> this killed the Chronicle. <laughs> this review, right, right. This review alone. Um, then we've got a. Very scathing review from Jamie Bernard uh, at the New York Daily News. This is this was actually I think two years after the movie had had been released, so uh, well, you know, a little bit later. It takes you a while to get to things sometimes. Right, right, reviewing right. this film, what what uh, is this? Twenty twenty one, and this movie yeah, came out came in two thousand three. So, uh, Sean, I'll let you do the maths. You <laughs> you did business you know? studies, but uh, that's some years. You know, that's some years after. Right. Uh, 18. Okay. So, (laughs) Evans fumbles through painfully extended homophobic jokes, weak double entendres, and agonizing controlled double takes. Claire uh, Claire Falani fares a little better as Eddie's former girlfriend. It's hard to imagine sweet, asexual Jackie Chan creating enough sexual heat to require a slap in the face. I, I will say there's two slaps in the face. Um, but that's <laughs> separate cool that. yeah. for, for Lonnie's job is to smile indulgently until her face might crack. I will say something about Evans. He does like the homophobic joke. Like it's so apparent and it's, it's just like this terrible scene. It was the, it was not a good, I don't yeah. know. Well, not okay, a good scene, Sean, but yeah, yeah. In regards to this podcast, you know, yes, I've tried doing this myself but doing this with you with and if there's a hierarchy like i feel like you're on top and i just kind of let a lot of this happen but if it's a very giving experience and we started this together and you're certainly going to help me finish so i if you enjoyed that then you enjoyed the comedy stylings of like early 2003 homo you know (laughs) homophobic uh, you know homoerotics you know oh we're not gay oh oh, we said something kind of gay oh no (laughs) and it's yeah it was yeah it's verbatim it's like i i forget when bad boys came out but it's verbatim the scene in Bad Boys where the, right. the two of them are sitting together and like out of context, it sounds like they're talking about making love to the, one another. Right. It's, yeah, it's, it's very it's dated. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Uh, uh, okay, and then the last review from Roger Ebert, Chicago Sun-Times. A disposable entertainment redeemed by silliness, exaggeration, and chance, skill, and charm. I would not want to see it twice, but I liked seeing it once. Fuck you, Roger Ebert. Here's what I got to say about Roger Ebert: a prolific film reviewer, and I don't, I don't turn my nose up about. You know, he's got a fantastic catalog of film critique. Uh, I totally get why he's heralded like he is, but there are some movies where Roger Ebert is so like wrong <laughs> that it <laughs> baffles you, and then that he like is like, yeah, the medallion is all right. But, oh, my God, the one I can't get over is Roger Ebert did not like the movie Blue Velvet, which, in my humble opinion, is one of the greatest movies ever made. It's a <laughs> David Lynch, neo-noir, like, and he was like, it was a bit creepy. He's like, yeah, that's the point, Roger. 
but he didn't like blue velvet blows my mind the medallion though like the medallion. yeah glad i caught it glad i saw the medallion <laughs> i liked you know when when lee evans and jackie chan sounded like they you know they were lovers but it was just a silly gag i love that that's great stuff roger come on now uh, rest in peace roger but i i you know i respect sounds that, like you you, know. you had a beef though so i, get I have it. a little beef it's a posthumous a, po- a, po- a posthumous beef though so uh, it will never be resolved, but hey. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, I know. Yeah, the reviews were mixed. I d- I think it did all right. Like, I mean, it's a Jackie Chan movie. They all do. They all do pretty well. Fine. I think yeah. like that's the thing with Jackie Chan. Like, you are guaranteed an entertainment value. I feel with Jackie Chan. Right. Like, even right. if this is Jackie Chan's worst, even it has its moments of like Jackie Chan being an enjoyable on-screen presence. It's yep. not enough in this movie for me, but it's it's there. And like you know, I I I was looking on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, tomatoes, potatoes. Uh, I don't I don't subscribe to the to you know the Rotten Tomato percentage or review aggregators. It doesn't really work as a as a you know measurement of how good or bad films are. But of Jackie Chan's forty nine. A movies uh, listed on Rotten Tomatoes, Tomatoes. I ch- I change it every time I say Tomatoes. I st- I change it. This is in my life as well. If you are a psychologist and you can tell me something about that, uh, but the medallion is uh, forty six, number forty six of forty nine. It's fairly. Wow. It's very low reviewed. It's uh, it's it's a little it's a little better than the Nut Job, to no. It's a little. Yeah, it's a little better than the Nut Job Two, Nutty by Nature, and it's a little worse than Rush Hour Three. So that's where wow. it is on the the scale. There, I haven't seen either of those, but uh, the you know, not it's it's not regarded very well. If we can get into the last thirty minutes of the movie, because I feel that's where the the meat of the movie is. I don't feel really much happens. It's Jackie Chan chasing Snakehead, uh, and Snakehead who's chasing a little boy. He's a smuggler. He's trying to smuggle mm-hmm. this little boy. It is a bit creepy. <laughs> but uh, you know what? As opposed to some films where you see kids in, like, crime movies and uh, kids in, like, silly, you know, comedies, like, sometimes I'll worry about the children on set. Like, ooh, mm-hmm. I, hope, I hope the parents are, like, mm-hmm. around the corner. This, In this instance, I will say, never worried about this kid. Kid was no. clearly having the best time ever. There are wide shots where you'll see like he's being picked up and carried away, and you can see him like smiling and laughing. He's loving it. He was loving it. I I imagine if because I was probably about the same age. No, hmm. take that back. I was a little bit older, but I could imagine being in a Jackie Chan film, just getting to like watch Jackie Chan and yep. and you know you're there, you're just smiling, having the best time of your life. Yeah, and the best time of your life. Uh, yeah, the kid was having a great time. Uh, what it comes down to is Jackie Chan ends up saving the kid, which costs Jackie Chan his life. That's right. Jackie Chan dies. Bet you weren't ready for that in the medallion, 2003. Mm-hmm. The world wasn't ready in 2003 to watch Jackie Chan die. But the kid brings him back because he has the kid has the, you know, the medallion. And the medallion, yeah. So the kid brings him back. Jackie Chan's, like, on the fucking coroner's table. He's dead. He's a corpse. But then Jackie Chan, like pops up and he's like a, it's a separate jackie chan but he's he's there but he's, he's alive he's alive but he's and dead. then the dead jackie chan turns to dust 
turns to dust. And that's what the medallion does. You can stay alive forever. That's why Snakehead wants it. And the kids save Jackie Chan because, of course, it, ch- the children love Jackie Chan. And this is an hour into your movie, and it's a fairly, it's a fairly weighty <laughs> piece of development that, you know, Jackie Chan is now an immortal, superpower-having fighter. And it's a big problem, I think, of this movie is... Uh, is is a lot happens in the last 30 minutes and it feels yeah. to tie itself up a bit quickly i you know it maybe it should have been longer maybe it should have even been like you know your character dying and coming back is even like the closer to your movie and you set up a sequel kind of thing mm-hmm. so it's 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 a bit weird it's a bit weird i'll also say that lee evans is nowhere on the cover you see jackie chan and his <laughs> uh and his love yeah. interest, like, doing a high kick. And she doesn't do that until the last 10 minutes of the movie. It's strange. His love interest, who's... who's um, It's Claire Fulani is the actress. I forget her name in the film. Nicole. Nicole. But she is just kind of there to, you know... She's had a history with Jackie Chan and, like... But... She, I don't know. She's a little bit superfluous to the, to the actual movie. The film does end with her dying and being brought back and and now they both have and they get to fly together and they get to fly together it's very like (laughs) i get if you're a child it was the sickest thing ever yeah (laughs) (laughs) but but i'm not you know we're not children here on lights cameras blokes we're going for the hard r 18 plus crowd uh so let me give you a couple scenes that i I haven't seen this movie in years, so I yeah. remembered the scenes um, vaguely. But the ones that really stuck out to me was the montage of them going the final battle with Snakehead. There's a song playing in the background, the Superman song. I want to be a superhero. Yeah. Love yeah. that song when I was a kid. I, like that scene, I just remember that. I was like, this is great. And then. We've got uh, Watson flying his little stupid plane, and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Jackie and Nicole, or Eddie and Nicole, are riding a motorcycle. So I remember that scene. And then the other scene that I clearly remember happening, and it doesn't play out as how I recall it playing Ooh, this out. This is interesting. Yeah, this is, uh, what do they call this in conspiracy? This is zones? the, um, this the is Mandela the, effect. The Mandela, the Mandela effect. effect. So yeah. the scene where Watson goes back home to check on his wife and child yeah, because Snakehead has sent some goons to get them, they start shooting up the place. And then there's this reveal that because Watson has been pretending to be a librarian the entire movie, uh, doesn't want his family to know that he is uh, in Interpol. The reveal is, oh, in fact, his wife has a closet of guns and a bunch of uh, shields. Yeah, they missed and, a Mrs. It, Smith it. They don't know right. anything about each other. She's got a secret gun she's, cache. She's got a whole cache. What I remember happening is she reveals this, she beats up a couple of the bad guys, and then she reveals to Watson that she, in fact, is also in Interpol or in That's what some I was se- waiting, man. I was waiting and for, I like, could have why sworn. does she have these guns? Yeah, I could have sworn there was a scene where she says, oh, you know, we need to talk about this. I'm also, like, this badass woman who, you know, is in this other thing. And so I don't know if that was a deleted scene, maybe, in yeah. one of them. Uh, needless to say, at lights.cameras.blokes, if you also remember this, hit us up on Instagram or lights.cameras.blokes at gmail.com. 
send us an email. Is if that right? Let's if, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and if you also remember uh, Mandela dying in prison in the, the 70s, 80s, or... Um, Tell us or the, about that, the, too. It's the Berenstain Bear, Bears. Bears. It's yep, all, yep. you know, it's all, but it all boils down to your racist. <laughs> but um, but this one's pretty tame. This deleted scene in the, yeah, <laughs> the medallion yeah, is yeah, a pretty yeah. tame uh, Mandela effect. Uh, but yeah, no, I uh, I was waiting for that. And I, I assumed it was a scene that got cut where they explain it. Because they never explain yeah. it in the cut I saw. Um, which is one of the examples of like, it's clearly been edited to hell. Yeah. Uh, like... And, and clearly a lot got lost. Yeah, I, uh, I've, I've written down a few like little notes of like maybe what I would have done to, I kind of script doctored. Uh, I would have Do shortened it. the opening. So maybe done like Jackie Chan has been protecting the child from before the movie starts. Like maybe the child and Jackie smart, Chan have a rapport. Smart. Uh, they already know one another. And on the first attempt, Snakehead gets to the child, okay? Because yeah, there's a weird, this like, weird, two yeah. attempts where <laughs> Snakehead just bails on the child, like... Uh, it was a useless notes. scene, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like, and his, his goons, like, like, we'll get it next time. Like, how many opportunities do you get to kidnap a small monk boy? Um, right, If right. you have an answer to that, let the police know, because uh, <laughs> we, we don't want to hear it. So... But in this altercation, in this first attempt, I thought Snakehead could kill Jackie Chan, okay? And then oh. the kid will agree to go willingly with Snakehead if the kid is allowed to save Jackie Chan. He does. Now Jackie Chan is undead and must find the boy. You you do this whole, like, Jackie Chan is now has superpowers uh, in your first right. 20 minutes of the movie. Not right. after an hour, is my right. thought, okay? I thought add a ticking clock element so maybe the magic will wear off in time so jackie has an incentive to drive the plot forward find the child mm -hmm. like uh, things just kind of happen at a bit of an odd pace in the movie right. as is um i've said and and you've argued against this drop lee evans's comic relief or replace him with a straight man agent to act as a foil for jackie's comedy uh you know, if you want rush hour, you go rush hour. But I, I think yeah. this would have it would have served the film better if you'd had someone who's a little more polar opposite to what Jackie's doing. Uh, I've said you can keep the love interest, but she's not working directly with Jackie until the very end. Maybe she could be with an opposing agency who's been on Snakehead's trail for months. Uh, mm. Maybe her and Jackie used to date, uh, but there's there's kind of an adver uh, an adversity there. And they win like a mutual respect. You know, I'm thinking like, uh, yeah, yeah. You stay out of my way, Jackie Chan, kind of thing. And yeah, you know, okay. Just make okay. her more interesting than like someone who you know fawns over Jackie and she's yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, this, I have 35 yeah, photos of him in my house still. That's weird as shit, right? <laughs> See, her house, her apartment is all just photos of Jackie Chan, and you assume they've been broken up for a while. Uh, and it was like three months to date. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, weird. Yeah. Get yeah, that out yeah. of there. Sean, you did mention some plagiarism took part in this, in this uh, movie. Yeah, yeah, I, I did. Uh, I'm kicking myself now because I didn't write down exactly what happened, but uh, that's so what, what I remember. The movie ripped off verbatim. So there was scenes, there was dialogue that verbatim ripped off the 1988 movie Dead Heat. 
There you go. Thank you. Sean, could you just scroll to the bottom of, of the, the notes we have and read the little last line I've thrown in there? <laughs> Ned bamboozles Sean. Uh-oh. Sean, I'm going to bamboozle you, okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> This is gonna. This episode will now become a stealth mini episode on the 1988 action comedy horror Dead Heat, which oh I watched God. pretty shortly after watching the medallion, <laughs> out of mild morbid curiosity, as like, what is the medallion trying to rip off? Okay. Um, Dead Heat, very different movie to the medallion. 1988, Dead Heat is about two American cops that are following the clues of a string of jewelry heists. One of the cops, Roger Mortis, is killed. Uh, he becomes undead and then has 12 hours to work with his what? partner to stop the crime. <laughs> All right. This is like where it kind of clashes into. Yeah. Yeah. Zone. Yeah. Now, I've thrown this in as a little mini uh, a Dead Heat mini episode, although Sean hasn't seen Dead Heat, so we can't formally kind of discuss it with one another. But I've thrown it in here because Dead Heat is a fucking rad movie. What? <laughs> I'm okay. saying don't go watch The Medallion. Go check out Dead Heat. Dead it's, Heat. It's like very funny 80s schmaltz. There's a ton of like great, like, the, okay, the film starts off pretty mild. Like they're roaring through the streets of LA in like their red Cadillac. Yep. Uh, they've got this like, one of them's like this kind of uptight, stiff, like, plain clothes detective and his partner's like this leather jacket wearing like you know misogynist <laughs> yeah, whatever like, man yeah i like the chicks did i hit it <laughs> yeah hit it right on the yeah and but as opposed to the medallion the i the comedy in dead heat like really landed for me like these nice. two okay. are like because they play off each other so where I've really bamboozled you is all my notes on how you'd make the medallion better were essentially turn it into the movie Dead Heat. Because <laughs> um, you've got all the things. You've got, like, the, the uptight cop and, like, the goofy cop. You've got, mm-hmm. like, this this tight timeline. He's got 12 hours. Uh, what happens from when he's killed and then brought back is he starts deteriorating. His corpse yeah. is kind of rotting. Uh which is done really fantastically. So what happened in the beginning, they're roaring through the streets of LA in their red Cadillac and they pull up to this jewelry heist where the cops are just unloading bullets into these two goons. But these guys <laughs> do not die. Okay. Yes. And they're like, why can't we kill these guys? Like maybe it's just flesh wounds and it's ridiculous because they're like unloading <laughs> shotgun shells into these dudes chests. So you start off mild with that. Like, why aren't these people dying within 30, 40 minutes? You get these fantastical prosthetic makeup, corpse zombie looking guys. There are dudes wow. with like huge, you know, distended, bloated corpse stomachs rambling around. It's uh, uh, in one scene, they go into a, a Chinese uh, restaurant and the guy uh, resurrects while they're all in there, all the food. So you've got like the ducks writhing around you've got a a roasted pig that attacks them like half a cow corpse comes out of the freezer and starts attacking them Uh, this sounds like a great movie and then by the end our dead cop roger mortis looks like a full ghoul he's like he's disgusting he's hilarious he's like don't stand up and the guy stands up he shoots him (laughs) like kills him he's like i told you not to stand up it's a lot of like Real fucking schmaltz. The best line in it is Roger Mortis cuts his hand. A woman, uh, the woman he's with, says, "Hey, you're hurt." 
and he replies, lady, I'm fucking dead. <laughs> so <laughs> this movie rules is what I'm saying. It is. So if the medallion is a kind of pseudo ripoff of Dead Heat, I'm saying go watch Dead Heat, which is a great film. Fair. This Fair. has been my mini episode on Dead Heat. Uh, well, okay, well, it, it's not a mini episode. It's not a full blokes episode. If you don't give it a score, what do you, what do you, uh, what do you give in Dead Heat? It's, dude, Dead Heat's tough because it's, um, like it's technically very fun. Like the, I, the cheesy dialogue's fun. Like it's full of like eighties, you know, like cliche and everything. Yeah. But it works well in that setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm dancing around like a, cause like. Maybe like very strictly for me, it's like a seven out of ten. But okay. then like, it's very enjoyable. It might rank a little higher for like what it is, you know. In the realm gotcha. of '80s schmaltzy action films, I think it's very much up there, and it definitely deserves uh, a viewing. So, you know, sorry, Jackie, you didn't nail this one. <laughs> but uh, I tell you, uh, I d- dead heat. Yeah, dead heat. Man. I want to know what what that was like when they were reading the script. And somebody was just like, oh, shit. This is kind of like dead heat. <laughs> you know the writer did not want them noticing. And then someone in that room was like, oh, dude, this is just like, this is dead heat. <laughs> this is this kind of reminds me of a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, dead heat. Yeah, man. Well, they, they fucked up with that one. Yeah, I wonder kind of what got cut. Because making it more into a dead heat ripoff, playing off more like Jackie Chan being like he was dead and now he's not. I think there'd be more fun there, you know, yeah, than yeah. the superpower thing. and or I, I'm sure the superpower stuff was in there pretty early on, to be honest. But I don't know. I, I, I wonder if this would have been better as more of a Dead Heat ripoff. Like, more interesting than what we got, which is more of a child-friendly superhero flick. Yeah, I um, want to say that through the re-edit, reshoot, or, you know, rewrite, I'm sure yeah. a lot was probably cut and i i wonder how much fighting got cut how much jackie chan doing his stunts and kind of things that like hold up usually yeah i i'm hesitant to say that because i think like re-edits and reshoots and and you know movies getting kind of halfway scrapped and then i this is the stuff you hear about a lot when a movie's really bad Mm. but like these are these are things that happen when a film is great as well. Like, uh, like right, reshooting right. and re-editing is the nature of the beast a lot of the That's time. True. From true. what I've heard, I I don't blame this movie's mediocrity on on that they ended up having to redo a lot. I think it definitely didn't help, but I don't yeah. think it's the core of the issue with the medallion. So, yeah. So, do you um, want to give the medallion a, a score? Yeah, Sean, let's give it. You let's have give it a little to, score. Um, yeah, yeah. Who should go first? Do you, uh, shall I go first? You go first, yeah. So, Dead Heat, <laughs> 7 out of 10. The Medallion, it's, f- it's 4. 4 out of 10. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm going 4.5 out of 10. 4.5. Uh, see, I thought I, you'd go higher. I thought you'd no, go higher. I, yeah. I, I loved this movie as a kid. Uh, I will still watch this. I think I will still throw it on in the background occasionally, but it's yeah, it's a it's a four point five. I love it, it's man. Not... I love it. Now here's my impression of uh, a Dubliner, someone in Dublin, uh, and he's he saw them shooting the medallion on his way back home from yes. work. <clears throat> Linda, are you a bard? 
You'll never guess who I just saw down at... Oh, hi, Michael. What are you doing here? That's, that's funny. I thought you were on holiday. I just spoke to your wife the other... Where's Linda? No, where the fuck's let? It doesn't matter who I saw. I was ja it was Jackie Chan. I saw Jackie Chan, but it doesn't matter right now. I, where's my wife, Michael? You son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. I'm going back to look at Jackie Chan. I don't tell Linda not to even bother calling me. That was that. That was <laughs> that was my. Uh, <laughs> that was the scene. <laughs> I, I think we have to end it there. I think so. Uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, Merry Christmas. I can't believe Ned bamboozled me. Man. Well, there you go. The medallion. And a sneaky, sneaky review of Dead Heat. Wonderful. I'd like to give a big shout out to Julian Kirk and his Instagram at Atlas Audio UK for doing all of the intro and outro music. Also, go give us a follow on Instagram at lights.cameras.blokes. We could really use it. Plus, you'll see some incredible memes, some great illustrations, and some great photo composites. I don't want to toot my own horn, but I've been killing it. If you have any recommendations for movies, if you have any questions for the blokes, send them to us at lights.cameras.blokes at gmail.com. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Stay hydrated. Go outside. Get on a bike. Get on a skateboard. Be active. Watch a movie. And enjoy life. Peace. Welcome to our quick after credits segment. Uh, we call this section Watch Watch with Sean Culligan. Uh, Sean, what was that watch? Uh, Jackie Chan is rocking a Chrono Adventure TI Brightling uh, when he is doing the scuba scene. Uh, and then there's also a second watch. Uh, Watson throughout the entire movie is wearing, and I've consulted with the Octopus King, we've decided... Watson is wearing a gold bezel Submariner Rolex uh, on a crocodile strap, which is a very, very 2003 watch. Not a great look these days, or any days, but in 2003, putting your Rolex on a crocodile strap was a move. Uh, do not do that now, but if you're in 2003... Is that, real, is that real crocodile? Not usually, but maybe. I, Who knows? Well, then what's the problem, Sean? What's the problem? It just doesn't look good. Keep it on a steel strap. Uh, steel bracelet. Listen, Matt. Watch, watch is your section, but I say, I say, throw that roly poly on that gator because that's that's a look. It's a it's a mood. It's a vibe. Uh, I hope we get viewer mail for this. Thank you, thank you for thank you, Octopus King. Thank you, Sean C. Uh, you've been listening to Watch Watch. Uh, happy New Year. <laughs>